Today, the Quantum Questions podcast on the subject of what is grief. Lucy Patterson will be interviewing Nick Owen. Lucy is the creator of the Who Am I series and the co-founder of the Quantum Questions. She has also been a breath coach for over 30 years, leading seminars and running a private practice. Nick Owen is a retired director of the Oxford School of Psychotherapy and Counselling and he has worked in the field of psychotherapy for over 40 years. Nick is also a poet and a writer. He has published a book called A Journey Through Grief. If you would like to know more about the Quantum Questions, please go to the website www.thequantumquestions.com. It's with great pleasure today to welcome Nick Owen on the subject of what is grief. Nick is a retired director of the Oxford School of Psychotherapy and Counselling. He's taught at Oxford, University College London and other top institutes in England. And I believe, Nick, you became the first professionally qualified counsellor in the United Kingdom in 1980. Um, well, this is possible. Um, who knows? Uh, certainly it was at the beginning of uh, professional qualifications in counselling and I was in the first group of the first National Institute, so who knows? Okay. And on top of that, you're also a published poet, an artist, and you currently teach deeper mindfulness courses. I do indeed. So, yeah, so welcome, Nick. Uh, grief is this enormous, overwhelming feeling that I think everyone has felt in humanity at some point in their lives because we all love somebody who will eventually die. So the feeling of grief is universal, but how we deal with that grief, I imagine, differs hugely both personally and culturally. And I know this subject is an essential part of your work when you're a psychotherapist. So you've counseled many, many people on the subject of grieving. And on top of that, you have gone through your own tremendous grieving process. Your wife, Jill, died around 10 years ago. And you then wrote a book called A Journey Through Grief, describing the process you went through in the grieving with prose and poetry and pictures. So how was that when your wife died? Uh, well, yeah, that was an incredibly powerful and difficult experience. Jill died standing next to me at the kitchen sink and I held her in my arms and with my son, we had to carry her to the couch and she was dead. And it was very sudden in the end and really difficult. We were about to have start a dinner party. She was uh, putting the uh, parsley onto the uh, potatoes and, and then she just died. And uh, so oh, it was, it was, uh, a very sudden and traumatic ending to a death that I 
knew was coming really. Uh, she'd been very ill, she had a heart attack um, and she wasn't uh, really going to recover. Yeah. And so how did you deal with your feelings of grief after that? Uh, yeah, uh, after the, the pause the, of the shock, uh, just with that kind of shock grief, it takes a while to begin to draw things together to be able to come up from underwater, as it were. And I decided to use my creative artistic self to find a way through this. And since I write, um, I'm a poet and a photographer, I decided to take objects um, from our life and write poems about them and uh, do that with the pictures. So she's gone, but the objects are still there and each one carries with it the memory and the contextualization of her life and in focusing on their presence before letting them go, um, I was able to work through um, the process of, of grieving. And it was, it was a very, very intense time and I felt as if the only way through of purging myself was to be to use my creativity and was it a surprise to you how you felt after having counseled so many people through grief and then going through this great grief did you then think maybe you'd been counseling people incorrectly in the past or? um well no i wasn't a bit surprised um because the okay i don't think you may know about this lucy but uh, I was a, a womb twin survivor. I lost a twin, in fact, very shortly before birth. And I uh, had a characteristic pattern of searching for that beloved, that other self, in my case, that identical other self in personal relationships. It's well documented in research now. Um, and Jill was another one of these womb twin survivors. And it's an uncanny thing about life that you kind of just meet them and connect with them. And then the tragic thing is that the pattern repeats and the twin is gone. And so I, I kind of, could see it coming that uh, Jill was going to die and it wasn't the first such pairing and uh, but it didn't make the grief any less in fact this one was the last in the way of this one I think I really cleared away the grieving with with Jill I I'm married again now and I do not have that sense of of grief embedded in the background. In fact, I'm quite delighted that I'm quite clear that I shall be the one to go first. Uh, oh, I just have the sadness that my wife will be left without me. Yes. So, well, that, that's another interesting question is, 
what would you say to your wife to deal with grief when you die? Ah, how interesting. Um, I, uh, okay. Uh, if I was sitting talking to her now, I would be talking about about the self, about transcending the individual existence and that I am just an ego and a body and that will be gone but I'm also the self and my wife is also the self and that self is the self of all and she can connect with me in connecting with her own deepest self which is what the other is when we when we love someone truly madly deeply we are really just finding the self in the other and then we can take that back in realizing that the other truly is just a mirror of the self that we are that's so beautiful nick and in a way when someone dies with the grief or maybe this is grief there is a huge heart opening as well isn't there um, yes yes it, for years and this huge yes. feelings come up yes yes uh i mean, grief can be terminable and interminable and there are so many different ways you can deal with it um and yeah my wife's actually her, her father died a year ago and her mother's now terminally ill and she's extraordinarily good at uh, looking to the positive and not descending into the negatives of, of life um, and she's quite inspiring in that way um, but it's not that uh, grief doesn't touch her because it does um, but she doesn't let herself get lost in it. So it seems from what you're saying that you think the best way to deal with grief is not to dig into it and accept it, but rather to transcend it. Your yes. high consciousness, is that what you feel? Yes, I, guess? yes. I actually th this is a, a, a change of attitude in me. Um, uh, I would have always said in my career as a psychotherapist that the way through grief was to go right through it. In the old idea of uh, Gestalt psychology, um, you have the idea of completing the Gestalt, of finishing unfinished business, of making things come to an end of letting go, of saying goodbye, because what most people do is rather than go through that process, they try to make a false cutting off. They try to blank it out. They try to move swiftly on. And our whole culture does that. It shuts grief away. It shuts the dying away in institutions. 
and tries to forget about it as much as possible. There is uh, the hospice movement, there is a countercultural movement which I've been involved in, which is trying to help people to face up to the fact that death is there, but predominantly the culture is about blocking it out. And people who come to psychotherapy have often blocked things out and I've helped them to finish up the unfinished business. Who else do you you do that? Um, really, you just let it come because it comes naturally in psychotherapy. You just pick up the signals that they're giving and, uh, and feed them back to the person and they naturally open up to their grieving process. Um, it's, and I would still say if I was a psychotherapist, that's what I would be doing. But now I think there is another way because we can transcend grief more quickly if we can actually meditate on the self um, and connect with the self that lies within so that we don't have to be losing ourselves in the loss of the other. Yes, yes, I can see that. What would happen though if you don't believe in life after death? How would you approach that? Okay, that, that, that's interesting in itself. Um, life after death, um, um, most of the world religions have some understanding of that, um, although there are quite a lot of differences. And some of us, like myself, with our near-death experiences have had a peek over at the other side of death. And certainly if you read someone like Kubler-Ross, you uh, have uh, many stories of people who've contacted people who are dead on the other side. And I, I remain open to that. Um, but I'm also very much open to people whose um, beliefs are different and don't believe in that. And I, I, I would encourage people um, in terms of my deeper mindfulness um, to think of um, the self that transcends this reality as not needing an afterlife. Um, if we see ourselves as that consciousness which is eternally present and through which in our constricted way we have the experiences that we're having in every moment, um, then it really isn't necessary to think about the afterlife in, a, in, in a, an approach to grief. Really interesting. And you said that you had a near-death experience? Yes, I did. What well, um, when I was coming up five, I was still four, I, I fell out of a car, banged my head on the the, the road was picked up by a nurse in the car behind, went to hospital and then developed pneumonia and was put into an oxygen tent. 
uh, and then I had the near-death experiences where you're clinically dead, you, you've gone, but you're still having experiences. And the experience that I had in this state was, as I realize now, many, many years later, the same kind of experience as so many people who've had it report. You're, you're kind of floating, you're above the world, you're traveling down a tunnel, which leads to a transcendent, beautiful reality, and then you get called back. And that was my experience. And it changed my attitude to life. And so many people the same as me report the same thing. There is a, a huge sense of compassion from some higher power, which you take on and feel towards other people. And you then are, are looking for other people to explore this. And as a little person, you're naturally expecting, hoping that somebody else there will be able to tell you more about this. And it was very disappointing to find that there were various Christians around. It was a Christian world I grew up in. But although they had beliefs, none of them really knew. None of them had been there. None of them, I couldn't talk with them on the same level because they didn't know. And it was only till I discovered the writings of Jung at university and later my teacher Muktananda when I was 30 that I really had the meat to put on the bones of the experience um, and knew about the, this uh, higher self and the self which transcends. Well, that experience must have set you on this path. Yes, it did. I mean, I, I thought about becoming a priest. I was invited by a, a priest to become a, a, a priest, but uh, the, the, the soul wasn't there. The, and so and I, when I was young, there didn't seem to be any options, um, but uh, then as I grew up and studied at school, I realized there was psychology and philosophy and I could actually go and study those at university. And, and then at university, there was counseling and I had a counselor and a, a, an alternative spiritual path opened up, which led to me training with Westminster Pastoral Foundation. This is so interesting hearing all this, Nick. Um, I, I still haven't asked you the actual question, what is grief? <laughs> <laughs> what is grief? Yes. Um, well, I think I answered it already, but I'll, uh, I'll try and elaborate a little more. Because when you first mentioned this, uh, before we started this conversation, I said, well, what is grief? And grief is that process of experiencing the loss of ourselves in someone else. So when we love, we find ourselves, we find our deepest being in that love, 
for another person. And when they're gone, either because they're gone from our lives or because they have died, that process of letting go is what we call grief. And it's a rending, a tearing, a, a, a breaking up of ourselves, um, which we have to deal with or by denying and somehow burying that part of ourselves and trying to forget about it. Yeah, that's a beautiful description. Thank you. What would you say to people who have deeply loved someone who are then gone from their lives and they don't feel anything? They, they don't know how to grieve, they don't feel the grieving, and they, yet something doesn't feel right. Could you yes. have grief? That, 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 that is so hard. I mean, um, I, I still don't know how much grieving um, my eldest son has done. Certainly his younger brother has had some counselling, um, but I'm really um, not clear. And uh, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. When someone is going down the path of shutting things out, it may be that to go there is just too difficult. And it's no good trying to push them into it because that doesn't help. Um, and you're likely to meet resistance. So what you can do is just be with it in such a way that opens up the possibility of them allowing their grief. That makes sense. Yes, yes. Sometimes I have, you know, with my own work clients, I do see people have a delayed grieving, even as long as a year or two later, it suddenly hits them, something triggers it. It, it can come many years later. Um, in my experience of my work, um, sometimes the shock sets in early and so it's a protective process so that you don't get overwhelmed but then some people manage to focus their minds away from it and it gets buried and it may be 10 20. I, i've um, and sometimes the grief is beyond bearable. And I've had people come to me for psychotherapy and counseling, maybe 20, maybe 30 years after the, 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 um, uh, they've been in a war. Wow. Um, only then that that degree of trauma, trauma becomes accessible um, and the healing process can start. Um, yeah. But many people become half a man or half a woman because they can't bear to explore that side of life where overwhelming emotions lie. Yes. And do you think it is more difficult for men than women or you think it's irrelevant? Uh, yeah, uh, culturally, in our culture at least, men have more difficulty 
um, because the culture allows women to be emotional. I know things are changing and all that, but I think it's still there's still a stiffer upper lip and the stiff upper lip is still much there for the men. And uh, so it is more likely to be a man who comes to me after many years than a, than a woman. The grief in many ways, it's like um, an attachment to someone else on this plane. Yep. And so you can transcend grief in a way where we're transcending that need for presence of someone else around us. Yeah. Now, what is extremely difficult though, and this has come up recently for me, someone I know's son um, just committed suicide. Oh, wow. How do you deal with that? I mean, you just, how can you even transcend the death of a child in that way? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, that's really a difficult one, and I do have a, an answer and a response to it, but it's it's not one a lot of people are going to make sense of unless they're on a spiritual path. Um, if you stay with that and stay with the loss, um, you also stay with the, the trauma and the shock and the pain of that loss. And it may be very, very difficult to work it through on this plane, on this level. And whereas it is possible to go deep into psychotherapy and talk it through and finish up with very difficult and painful feelings around it, it can also lead you into a, a black hole that you can't get out of. And what I've discovered is that we, we exist on two levels, and I'm going to do this as simply as possible. We exist somewhere between our ego self and our higher self, our self, which is the self of all. And the ego is very powerful and very central, and that's what leads us to our sense of loss and our terror of death. Because we know we're going to die, and that sense of going to die appalls us and frightens us and a sudden traumatic loss of someone close to us throws us into that terror of death in fact many people have argued that it's the terror of death that brings people into psychotherapy because it's so hard to do anything with except run away from now there is another way which is to focus not on the ego self, but on our transcendent self, and the fact that if we can focus on our identity with a transcendent being who 
doesn't die, who exists within me, within you, within everyone, if we can identify with that being, then what we find is existence, consciousness, and a blissfulness. And we don't need to get lost in the pain and the grief. And to answer on a personal level, not a sort of intellectual, theoretical, teachy sort of level. So what happened when my emotions come up and emotions come up all the time? I'm a very emotional kind of person. Um, but I, can, I simply shift into my mantra, my Om Namah Shivaya mantra, and in the mantra, there is an immediate shift of mood. Now, this doesn't, I can't just say do that and everything will be fine because it doesn't work that way. It takes an awful lot of work even to begin to understand the power of mantra um, and all of that esoteric stuff. But when you arrive there, even in the face of my death, which is was always going to be and which is a lot closer now as I contemplate having cancer. Um, but I don't have to be caught up in holding on to the ego. I can be with the bliss of the self. Gosh, thank you so much, Nick. Um, and it sounds like you have risen above your own potential death um well not potential we all die no no it's a real death it just it you know it may be years away but hey um there's a I, death as the poem said um is a, is a great teacher um and uh yeah, it, it, it's wonderful to contemplate because you can meditate on on body, on time, on loss, on grief, on dying and have a pretty miserable time. Or you can meditate on the self and experience the bliss. Thank you very much, Nick, for sharing with our listeners uh, your lifetime of experience on this subject of grief. And I hope that this will have been of some benefit to people who are currently going through it or uh, having difficulty to even feel it. And we hope to have you back on the Quantum Questions podcast series again. And I wish you well. Thank you, Lucy. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been the Quantum Questions production. If you would like to know more about the Quantum Questions, please go to the website www.thequantumquestions.com.